last time on Dice Funk. I'm so ready for this. Come on. All right, it's high noon. Uh huh. On three? Yep. One, two, three. Well, what if, like, that plant you gave Dio, <gasps> like, heals Dio? Oh, maybe have some some little, some tendrils off it start growing down to sort of pull things together and try and mend bits of damage. You know what I think? Tendrils shoot down from the plant to where there's damage and just fill up the cracks. Like, wait, do people like just like see like like a robot with like plant material and are like, oh, that's that's red. That that's red's mark. Okay, cool. In the wild, no, in the wild west, if a dude showed up who had a bullet hole in him. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, fair. And was bleeding to death because he'd lost a jewel. The, the only per- they were able to keep it from Vimble. <laughs> yeah, you were the only one who had a bad roll. I, yeah, I think, Zana, you heard this in your social circles, which was that other people had been sent up to the New World, like like a team very much like yours, and like hadn't come back and hadn't been heard from. And I, I think Juniper knows about this because Juniper had been trying to get on whatever the previous trips up here were. Like, Professor Red, are you... Uh... How are, how, are, how are we feeling about this, uh, the, the, you, you, be, you starting your own university here? You lost home, gang, so I don't think I'm going to throw my lot in with you forever, but if you can give me a cushy job after your success, I could ride a ways with you, introduce you to the settlers in the, in the jungle if there are any left. She, once again, tipping her hat in the direction of the foliage behind you. I like switched bodies with this little pink thing, and I look even better than I thought I did because I got to see myself through the <laughs> hamster's eyes. But also, like, oh my god, this is my buddy. I can at least find out whether the trees here have roots or not. Sure, let's do this. If there's anyone in trouble down there, we have to help them. As your voices echo in in the stairwell, growing quieter as you you descend down into the depths uh, back in the jungle there's just the, the distant squeaks of ham sex and the snapping of branches as creatures move about and then after a moment it begins to rain upward as water pulls itself up out of the ground and drop by drop falls into the sky I saw a spark against the dark and we erupt but it's a slow burn we take our chance and start to dance can see enough to know to turn around the sound of a bonfire carries over fences titillates our senses but we don't need the heat a chill wind is pushing you into me and it's looking like we might be burning might be burning might be burning down but we're a bonfire we keep putting in we keep putting in i think any guy who's trying to tell you how much money he has it fundamentally comes down to the same thing as unsolicited dick pics right when someone sends an unsolicited dick pic they are saying that they think that all that matters to sex is how big their dick is and therefore they're necessarily advertising that they can't fuck like, sending a dick pic, an unsolicited dick pic, is like, hello, I don't know how to fuck. I feel like money is the same thing. Yeah, because you can always tell when a penis haver has a big penis. You can right. just sense it. 
They right, don't need to tell energy. you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like it's just like exactly. how it affects the way they like walk, right? It's like they're gained. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it just affects like they have an air of confidence, and you're like, where is it coming from? And you're like, it's right there. It's the difference between I've got big confidence and. I need a measurable thing that says I'm this many good. <laughs> I, well, I, I got sent a picture by a guy one time who was like hung and he was good looking. And I was just like, that's a shame that you're doing that. <laughs> like, you don't need to do that. You know, like you're, you're like a good looking guy. You're just like underselling yourself, necessarily shutting yourself up to so many people. This is why you gotta under-promise and over-deliver. You just be like, my dick is terrible, I'm ugly, I'm poor, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then if you like, even if you even sling like a 5 out of 10 dick, they're like, oh, wow, it could have been worse. It's yeah. like... <laughs> well, I suppose, I mean, that's a good strat then for the finance bro, but because then if he's if he's throwing the money around, he's kind of signaling like, I'm doing this to make up for what is obviously a terrible dick, like a, just a just an just an F T giant dick. penis, actually. And then, well, no, that's what I'm saying, right? Then t- it turns around, right? Uh, positive surprise. Yeah, actually, I I was expecting nothing, but there was a lot. Exactly. There you go. See, it worked out. It worked out for him. Uh, this guy has a lot of mind games that I wasn't aware of. I also think he's pretending to like Star Wars. fake nerd boys pretending to hate Star Wars. He's pretending to like it. I don't know why. That's what I mean. Yeah, pretending to like Star Wars. It's because he's one of the fake nerd boys trying to be trying to be trying to be hot by liking nerd stuff. Classic Fucking fake fake game nerd boy. boys. Classic. <laughs> but he like he, he was like here I got a Star Wars shirt check it out but it was from Zara. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, not yeah. like really the real way to get a Star Wars shirt, if that makes sense. Like I don't know. Periodically, I reinstall Grinder and just to like swipe around and see see just people, you know, because like people are just kind of funny looking. And whenever I do, I get a ton of uh, unsolicited dick pics. But one time, I got an unsolicited hole pic, and that's nuts to me. Like that's huh. that's pretty wild. That's a pretty like of the butthole. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I would assume that's like, you know, put it there. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was just strange to me as a woman on <laughs> as a woman on a gay gay men's dating app um, for a guy to then send it's, me whole. It's a high it's a high level confidence opening move. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I respected that the guy was he knew what he was about. He just wanted to, what did, like, you know, give a sniff or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to hear more of these uh, dating app stories, I highly recommend this month's uh, credits for the show we're all on currently, uh, where my partner Joa and her friend Nicole uh, talk about some of the really wild stuff. There's a story about a man, uh, his grandma, and a live chicken. That's not to be missed. Uh, perfect segue. Oh, my God. Uh, because you can get on the credits show. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash austinorski. That's also my name, coincidentally enough. That's wild that it worked out that way. <laughs> it's really lucky. <laughs> if it had been like patreon.com slash uh, Jordan Smith, it would have been like, oh, fuck, how are they ever going to find yeah. this? Um, but for just $5 a month, uh, someone will read your name and make a fun joke about it. It's usually Joa. It could be former cast members like Lauren Morgan. Uh, Sophie, you've been on the credits. It's a good time. We don't talk about it enough. I have. 
I like being on the credits. I'm actually a fan of the credits because after I joined last <laughs> season, I started re-listening. Um, and, and yeah, the credits were a big positive feature for me. I was really enjoying them. And then when Joa invited me to be on, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Real heads know that that's where a lot of the great running jokes come from. It's just its <laughs> own experience. There's like storylines running through it. Uh, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. You've, you've, you've not lived until you've discovered that there are people who make their entire Patreon name specifically specifically so that it can be um, references to new lore about Austin. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole thing. It's incredible. But yeah, that's me, Austin Yorski, introducing myself this week. If I sound a little different, just had mouth surgery. It should be fine. I don't know if I can be as animated this week. I don't want to bust my stitches. But otherwise, feeling great. Thank you, everyone, for your support. A uh, life-changing outpouring uh, from everyone out in the audience and here on the call, and I cannot thank you enough. It's not really funny to say. Sorry about the comedy podcast starting with me being <laughs> genuinely appreciative. I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad you still have a face, Austin. It's very useful for podcasting. So, like, you were almost gonna not have a face. Long story short, uh, had bad uh, jaw infection. It could have spread. It was almost in my sinuses. Uh, and at a certain point, they just got to start surgifying you. I don't want to get into the gore. I know that's upsetting. I do. I know. We, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know later. <laughs> it's really inconsiderate of you not to get into the gore. Um, may I make a point in that, you know, you almost lost half your face. Mm-hmm. but And then your girlfriend would have left you. But <laughs> if you had already married her, she wouldn't be able to leave if you lost half your face. Oh so I'm just God. putting that out there for a little bit of like a little bit of like I think it's a pressure, great point. Heterosexual pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great energy to put into their relationship. Because statistically, if men get like sick and shit, their wives won't leave. Their girlfriends will, but their wives won't leave. On the other hand, if a woman gets sick, her husband is much more likely to leave. So I'm just saying, look at the stats. I feel, I just feel like giving Austin, tr- trying to give Austin insecurities right now about his relationship <laughs> when he's medically incapable of uh, eating the pussy. Um, <laughs> That's mean. I just think that's mean. I'm sorry. That is that too mean? As if that would stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I do I do have to tell a quick funny story about the the whole experience. I've been going to the dentist like every week since like Christmas, um, you know, getting x-rays and checkups and stuff. And so every time I'd go in there, I'd sit down, a doctor would come in, she would look at my mouth or whatever, you know, tap my jaw and be like, "Huh, good bone." And then she would leave. Like I gotta go check on some paperwork. A different doctor would come in, check my mouth, and be like, "Wow, great bone." And then she would leave. And then for like weeks, all these different doctors and dentists would come in and like look at my mouth, and they'd be like, "Awesome bone." Um, and what the fuck <laughs> dentist office are you going to? <laughs> She's got a good bone, Austin. Well, I mean, literally, what they're saying is that like the the infection hasn't spread so much that it's compromised the jawbone and now needs to be removed. That's so like, not what they're saying, Austin. <laughs> Austin, we don't need to know the specifics. We just need to know you've got a good bone. Everyone just kept saying like variations, like incredible bone. Um, and I, in my head, I was just started building this narrative. You can tell I'm DM poisoned. I was like, this is a coven of bone witches, and they're all scoping my bones. And as soon as they have me under, they're gonna harvest my bones. Um, That's such a funny uh, reaction to have while clearly being on a porn site. (laughs) 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 Anyway, this is how Austin ended up writing Suspiria 2. (laughs) All right, someone else introduced themselves. 
I'm Laura. I'm at Laura K Buzz everywhere. I do books and podcasts and videos about accessibility and video games. And I play Juniper, who's a rabbit, who's a druid, who's a bit of a hippie. That's me. There you go. Nice, nice succinct one today. Um, Geek Remix doing stuff. Well, right now, my streaming partner is having a little bit of a chronic illness, just a touch of it. And uh, so, nowhere. Twitter, making jokes. Geek Remix? I don't know, send me dick pics or something. I'm bored. <laughs> Isn't that against your express wishes on other... <laughs> Never mind, it's fine. You live your life oh, however yeah, you want to. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I don't... Well... <laughs> oops. Okay. No. The... An upskirt. Send me upskirts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mar- Mari, what, ca- what character do you play this season? Oh... I'm sorry. Um, no need to apologize. Um, I'm playing Zana. I'm a cheerleader who's on permanent detention. And I was blamed for things I didn't do. Definitely. Definitely didn't do. Definitely not. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't touch anybody. I didn't do anything. I mean, I think that's awesome that you didn't do anything. Thank you. I think I was... I'm being punished for something I didn't do. I'm innocent. Yeah, not doing things is super chill. Thank you. That's what all the cool kids are up to. It is. Thanks. Um, hey, what's up? Uh, it's it's your it's your boy Sam. Um, uh, my name's Sam. I'm uh, I, I'm a YouTuber. I run I run a YouTube channel called um. Uh, we're in hell, uh, where I talk about like uh, sociology and trash culture. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know when this will be coming out, but I'm making a video. It'll probably, it'll, yeah, I'll be, this video will probably be out by the time this episode's out. But I uh, make making a thing about like a um, uh, a terrible reality show about entrepreneurs and uh, talking about uh, talking about the idea of entrepreneurs in in society and shit. Uh, and and I'm playing uh, Vimble Berry Cheek Calthinian the Fourth, uh, aka Dark Justice. And yeah, that's 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 all that's all that's about me. Um, I'm Sophie. I'm Sophie from Mars and all the platforms. Check out my Patreon. It's the hub of all the stuff I do: politics, video essays, video games, streaming. Uh, I'm a gay woman. Um, I play Dio, and they are. Dio. Let's play the game. What was the cliffhanger last time? I don't know that it was a cliffhanger so much. You were walking through a jungle biome. You came upon a structure that was just kind of a strange uh, rock formation in the ground with stairs leading down into the ground, but you had been led to believe that there was another team of researchers who came here before you uh, who have gone missing, and so you started going down the stairs. And then the rain went upwards. So what are you all talking about as you descend down into the darkness? Because there's this, this staircase here into the ground. There's no lights. So you're pretty much plunged into to total blackness. Uh, and you're all just climbing downstairs carefully. What's the conversation like here? So I was kind of completely wrong, but also kind of right. Cool little house in the woods. I was picturing up in the trees, we're down in the ground, but that's where the roots are, it's still part of the tree. Down in the roots, that's a tree house, right? Yeah, it's a nega tree house. It's a tree bungalow. 
Yeah, tree bunk. Thank you. A tree basement. A tree bungalow. Ooh. Yeah, it's a tree basement apartment. You know, like the like people down here. Like one day, you know, they're like um. Yeah, they're just starting out. It's like it's a bit depressing, it's, it's, you know. This is this um, is the sublet you'd get. Like there'd be someone living in the tree and someone living in the branches of the tree. The someone there's no in the... windows. Um, the ceiling isn't even like high enough for you to hang yourself. Um, it's pretty. It's wait, it's not. It's wait, a bleak what? place to what? live. <laughs> what is a sublet? <laughs> um, a terrible byproduct of capitalism. What is capitalism? You don't need to know about it. It's terrible. <laughs> There's none of it up here yet. You are a product and also a slave to it. Don't worry about it. Oh no! I think it's great. <laughs> we're gonna give Dio depression. <laughs> 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 Imagine if you were just born. That was like one of the first things you learned about. Um. <laughs> so what do we see as we go down into this 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 facility? Is because for some reason I'm picturing this being like a like I'm picturing metal and like technology and i don't know why i'm picturing that and i uh, therefore i'm gonna ask for a mental picture yeah so it's really dark here uh who actually has dark vision most characters in D D do i do this guy i think we all probably do we always end up doing it um i don't think i do this time my beautiful perfect orbs <laughs> <laughs> everyone who does not have dark vision please wisdom saving throw uh, to you know, navigate in the darkness with with no light and not trip over your limbs. Ah, uh, I can be wise. Fifteen. Uh, seven. Uh, I'm gonna roll for Red, who's at the back of the group. Seventeen. That's good. So uh, the only person here who who trips is Juniper. Uh, you are pretty small, though, so you don't create, like, a domino situation, which is what I was hoping Red was going to do to you all. Uh, but she <laughs> keeps her feet. Uh, you you uh, trip in the darkness. You, f- you feel the wall. You, like, reach out instinctively, and it is dirt. Uh, it's just, like, soil. Uh, and when you fall, you hit the stairs. And it also, I mean, you're wearing shoes, so maybe you didn't feel the texture right away. Um the the stairs themselves also have an earthen quality, uh, not not quite like brick, but some kind of gr- earthwork. Um, and you go falling. I'm just gonna roll d4 for damage for your trip. Not bad. I uh, yeah, just one, just uh, scrapes. Okay. Uh, but you fall in this staircase here, and you feel the ground. You feel the stairs. Everything is pretty earthen. It's just not metal or technology. Kind of kind of like a little carved burrow, as it were. Junie, do you want me to carry you? <laughs> um, I mean, I think I'm... Your eyes are, like, really s- terrible, so... I mean, they're, they're very focused on movement, and th- th- that that sucks in the dark. I think I'm all right. Okay, but, but you did just you did just fall on your face. I did, but, like, I'm quite, I'm quite low... Okay, look, bye. I'm quite low to the ground. There's not far for my face to go. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be Googling rabbit facts a lot this season. Rabbits are not nocturnal. Rabbits are crepuscular, which means they are active during twilight, dusk, and dawn. Indeed. They they, they like to be up and about when there's not prey <laughs> and hide, hide away at night from the nocturnal prey. They're always around when there's prey. Oh, because yeah. Because they're the prey. 
At the predator, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they're they're in the, the in between hours when nothing's hunting. That's their time. I would like to propose a different theory that those those are the cutest times of day. To be I active. mean, look, oh. if look, if I could live my entire life in the golden hour where there's the nice sun and all the selfies look good, mm-hmm. I'd live my life in that. Uh huh. Appearing and disappearing like a like an in- Instagram banshee. <laughs> the Instagram banshee does need to be a character <laughs> in the show at some point. Uh, I'm so glad we've determined the cutest time of day as well. We're accomplishing a lot. <laughs> uh, so you all make it to the bottom of these uh, earthen stairs. Only Juniper uh, gets scraped up. Uh, you see a little better now, uh, Juniper, because there are what appears to be some bioluminescent uh, mushrooms down here on the walls, almost like torches with some regularity. So you are no longer uh, not able to see. Uh, but you find yourself in some kind of antechamber. Uh, the walls are, once again, uh, earth, the, the floor earth, the ceiling earth. And it's much bigger than it should be. Like, people have only been up here for a little bit. You don't know how they've built anything like this. It's all very strange. I don't know if you're going to roll something, but like if you, the first settlement you saw when you came to the New World was like a, a rough timber-built cabins. Uh, and if someone here has built some, some kind of underground structure, it's very concerning. I mean, my, my, my first thought, and I don't know if there's a role I could do to see if I'm on the right track here, is does time not work consistently up here? Like, ha- have areas of here had more time than others? Uh, yeah, we're talking about time. I guess I want to say arcana. It's yeah. Magic is going to be what governs uh, time distortion. So I'm not good at that, but let's see what I get. 12, above average. With a, with a slightly above average roll, you don't think this is a result of any kind of like recent magic. Um, in the sense, uh, you know, the whole world, new world is magic just because it was formed by gods. So like, I'm not saying no magic was involved, but it's not like a wizard did something did this recently. Uh, everything looks uh, pretty natural. And then so far as uh, like the, there's like roots coming down through the ceiling and um and everything isn't like super uniform it's like you know messy in the way that nature is so there's like knots in the stairs and there's uh divots in the floor and so forth so i would say uh you're pretty sure that there's no time magic i'll be i'll be i'll be definitive about that that your hypothesis has been uh disproven Hooray! There we go. I'm out of ideas. Everyone else, it's your turn. <laughs> Dio is observing something that they've never seen before. A space lower than the ground. Uh, and they say, so, like, how far down does um, it go? I mean, we're very new to this one. We don't know how far down this one goes. The- can, can I investigate to figure out how far down it goes? Absolutely. Alright. Seven. Oh, fuck. Um, seven. Damn. Uh, so terrible with a seven. Uh, you start walking <laughs> around this chamber. Uh, it ends on the other side with a big door, uh, which seems to be closed. There isn't any obvious handle. There are some, like, pictures on it, but, like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Those pictures aren't your problem. Uh, and you start looking around, and it's just, like, a big, empty earthen basement and you're like well no one's here this sucks <laughs> fuck this eat my ass i'm out Vimble's doing very badly today <laughs> or like for like the last <laughs> yeah but it's, it's kind of in character it's fun no i oh i think it's good it's just he's not he's not having a good one 
<laughs> so, Vimble, your, your investigation check doesn't yield anything useful, but the rest of the party can walk up and see this big door on the other side. It's like uh, twice as tall as Red, who is a, a cyclops. So it's a, it's a very big door. Uh, and on it, there seems to be some kind of uh, pictures. There's these figures. Uh, do any of you speak celestial? Oh, I, I, think, oh, I, I think I do. I do. I do. Ah, fuck. Wait, hold on. Where do I look? I speak ab- abyssal, common, giant, and primordial. And I'm assuming this isn't the kind of thing where, like, if you you know a bit of primordial, you know, you basically know celestial. I mean, no? I I'm I'm a little upset about this, uh, Austin, because I, like when I was building the character, I specifically uh, asked you what would be the least useful language uh, for him to know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look, just because it's the first one that's been asked about doesn't mean it will be useful ongoing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, know. there actually are language families in D anD. I believe giant and dwarf are related, but uh, <laughs> this is not one of those cases. Ah, oh, damn it! I only know abyssal. Never mind. I feel like abyssal and celestial are like British sign language and American sign language in that you'd imagine they'd have a lot of overlap, but they are completely different and couldn't be more different. That tracks. Ah. Uh, Actually, you know what? Now that I've said this out loud, uh, I have the power to retcon this and say it's actually in primordial. Fuck you, Vimble. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I, I, I have that language. Austin, did you know I have that one? Uh, I, I, did, I do. Um, actually, this actually does make more sense. I've given it some thought. Um, I'm, on, I'm on some painkillers right now, so stuff might get weird. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but it is in the Terran. By weird, you mean bullying. <laughs> it is in the Terran dialect of Primordial, which uh, Dio, for reasons even you don't know, you speak. Um, and oh yeah, the, absolutely. And these pictures are are labeled. I don't know if you say this out loud, or if you just look at them and you just you know you're Dio and you're just like I'm Dio <laughs> and then just go on with your life. I am Dio is the thing. <laughs> um, what are the pictures? What are the pictures? Pictures of? Um, they appear to be. Uh, uh, people and monsters of some kind. I think you would need to uh, roll history uh, to describe them, you know, more accurately. I refuse to. I have no history. Um. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> what does the label say? Uh, they appear to be uh, names. Um. Uh, any, any, anyone have any idea what what the deal is with these? Prompting anyone who might be able to read them. <laughs> yeah, can I can I read them? Like, I mean, do you know what reading is? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you can read it, but you don't even know what the concept is? Yeah. So, so I, just to, just to clarify something about Dio, Dio is is like someone experiencing amnesia, and that their, their skills are intact, um, even if they don't remember like their their, their chronology. Um, oh, okay. They don't know anything about anything, which is more extreme than people with amnesia. But like. Um, they can read a language. Because the, the alternative is we have to rebuild you ontologically. Like, you have to, like, yeah. be taught me- meaning and, like, semiotics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hey, thanks for rescuing me from the warehouse. Can we just talk about epistemology for one, one second? Um, oh, you just love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, this is, this is how it becomes, the podcast becomes just me and Austin. Um... Does Dio acknowledge being able to read those names? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so there are three main pictures, uh, and they have three labels. Uh, the labels are Gaia, Halus, 
and Sylvanas. Windrunner? <laughs> uh, I caught it. I know what you just did. Simp. Okay. So I, I point to each picture. Well, I don't really point to the picture. I point to the label, I guess, and say Gaius, Sylvanas, Hallas. So we're, we're saying the Dio has no history knowledge whatsoever. Um, I suppose can the rest of us roll history to see if, if any of us have any awareness or knowledge of these names? Absolutely. Uh, 19. Vimble, finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dio, you're making a choice not to roll history, just uh, at a principle, correct? Yes. Uh, I don't know history. I just want to get that on the record. I think it's a good character choice. Um, so the whole group rolls above average, but only one breaks 15. So you only get an average amount of information. Um, uh, Vimble, you're trained in the classics. <laughs> Your family owns the, uh, owns the university. So I think you can rally off uh, the very uh, basic facts. Gaia is uh, the primordial Earth. Uh, the, the the what is known as the Protogenoi, like the Titans, the oldest, you know, mythological figures. Uh, and you think the other two are, are gods of some sort, but uh, they're m- more obscure. Um, so the, these are all religious figures of some sort. And you you can see this. There's this big mural on the door of them. Uh, Gaia is just a giant earthen monster from your perspective, not very humanoid. The other ones are progressively more humanoid. Uh, the one labeled Sylvanus has like animal and plant features, uh, but the one uh, the one labeled Hallus just looks like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> just a dude. Yeah, probably like an elf, uh, relatively. So uh, can I like but- explain a bunch of this? But like, also like half of what I'm saying is in fluent celestial. Like, like <laughs> know, my understanding of it is like is like knowing celestial is like being fluent in uh, Latin. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. So you're saying you're you're doing the um, saying like medica mobo out Hebrew. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. From, yeah. Yes, it's like a very obnoxious uh, legal scholar yeah. who is using all the proper Latin terms for everything. But and like um, that's why like we don't have more information because like I, I I can't explain it in any way that isn't in like yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would also the, I would offer the possibility you 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 know the phrase that you say in celestial, but but. You you don't know what it means. You don't know what it means, uh, really. Yeah. You, you've memorized <laughs> yeah, that's what supposed to say. If Preston, you're like, no, no, it's just um, we don't really have a word for it uh, in our language. <laughs> <laughs> Ipso facto, e pluribus yeah. unum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, or, or, I don't know, maybe not. I, I I do like the idea of him like actually just like fully speaking like a uh, language that is like not useful at all. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, make yeah. this dream come true for you, buddy. <laughs> There's, okay. no, there's yeah, nothing perfect. more but pointlessly rich academic than speaking a language that's useless. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, big door, three murals labeled, you understand the religious figures, only one you understand very well, Gaia. Um, what do you do? There's this big door. Remember that uh, Vimble failed his investigation check. So if it feels like something's missing, that's why. Uh, I want to get the vibe. <laughs> you want to get the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mean insight? Is that in, what that means? In, insight's <sighs> the vibe roll. Oh, okay. 18. 
Wow, that's very good. Yeah, I guess what what you'll insight here. What I what I will how I will interpret this is you're trying to uh, get the an insight on the mindset of whoever put this door here, which is that uh, this is uh, these these murals are essentially a locking mechanism. Uh, it's a puzzle in the Dungeons and Dragons sense, a, <gasps> a thing we have almost never done in this entire show. You're well, giving us a locked door where we have to solve a puzzle. Should I be drawing a little map of this and like plying oh, out yes. the room on graph paper? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but also, it doesn't seem like a particularly hard puzzle. It, it not, not only because <laughs> it's not super fun to do a half hour uh, Resident Evil puzzle with your buddies, uh, but just because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, get ready for the end game of Rolling with Rainbows Season 1. <laughs> <laughs> I have built an entire mansion. I've made the Spencer Mansion in the Austin, game. <laughs> Austin, don't, don't lie to us as well. It's very clearly because you don't trust us to solve uh, Resident Evil Mansion on the show. And I I, I appreciate that. I get it. <laughs> if the role had been very bad, I maybe wouldn't say this. But with an 18, I will say it, it, you get the sense that it's because it's its function is like uh, ceremonial or perfunctory. It's not actually to keep you out. It's more of like an observance of something. Mm. Um, and you also get the idea that these three murals uh, can, can like uh, rotate in such a way as to reveal – uh, a di- like they're all it's a pinwheel of three images and if you spin it uh, it reveals them uh, you know each one as like a combination lock and you can put them in a certain order just a little bit of security theater <laughs> so I so I know this so from looking from getting the vibe so I want to spin a wheel yeah so if you walk up to the first mural you you touch it you realize that the thing can spin this is what uh Vimble failed on the investigation check. You turn it, and like the Gaia mural, like goes into the door, and as it spins, it reveals another Halas mural, and if you spin it, it reveals another Sylvanas mural, and so there are like three options for each of the three sections, and Ooh. they need to be in some kind of order. Oops, all Gaias. i'm thinking if like no joke i'm thinking if we put all three in the same one maybe it'll reveal one room and if you put them all three of them on the next one it'll reveal that room or something i just do want to understand it better first so to be clear the pictures are separate to the door and then the mural like the murals on the door are the locking mechanism or that's like all there is is the lock um, yeah, so I was picturing this. I think there's like an Uncharted game where I may have absorbed this from. But it's like there are three pictures, but each picture can spin in such a way as to be a different picture. So it's the Skyrim puzzle. It, I, it's been tw- 10 years since I played Skyrim. Maybe that's also <laughs> it's been a real. I played it on launch and not since. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I mean, well, we we know like uh, the like alphabetical order of them, right? Or like the whatever. So like, should we should we tr- just try putting them into like the proper order? Yeah, I said I said they were they were in alphabetical when you arrived. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, t- just Juniper, you you suggest three Gaias. You try three Gaias, nothing happens. Uh, but uh, interesting first guess. All right. So what is Hollis again? Who are they? You would need to roll religion, which no one has done to know the answer to that question. Oh, this is different from us just Googling it. <laughs> um. they, might, they, might mean, they might be different things in our setting as opposed to what they were in original mythology. Oh, I was like, maybe they each represent something because Gaia's Earth and 
the other guy. I, I is had a thought that I'm going to roll religion first. <laughs> 16. I am not rolling religion because in this case, I don't know what that is. I'm your religion, remember? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, when you were born, I said, I'm the most important thing in the world. I'm your god. So I rolled a 16 on religion. Do I know anything? I rolled a 1. <laughs> you rolled a two minus one one, so I'm not going to penalize you as if it was a botch. But yeah, that's bad. The, the group fails their religion check, so you don't get any more uh, than Vimble told you vis-a-vis -vis Gaia, who, yes, is the Earth uh, prim uh, protogenoi. Okay, so you said that there's one that looks like the sort of Earth prog uh, progenitor. Um, which one was the middle one that, because the last one was sort of like very humanoid, sort of like an elf. Yeah, Sylvanus is was... just a dude, right? But Halas is animals? No, Sylvanus is, uh, a satyr-esque, has like some go goatish and plantish fi figures. because uh, my instinct is we go Earth Progenitor, Satyr, um, Elf... In that we're going in sort of like creator that creates the smaller creator that creates the smaller creator. Like this is some sort of descending hierarchy of gods that came, that, that happened. I like that. Yeah. I definitely think that could. Yeah. I like that. From downtown, Laura full court swish not only gets the correct answer, but also <laughs> the reason that's the correct answer. Yay. <laughs> Three points. Nothing but net. Uh, click the the giant doors, unlock and swing open. Juniper, how shit eating is your grin? Um, I mean, look, how shitting is shit eating is the grin of any academic who's ever been like, aha, I worked it out, and none of you did. Ha ha. Little bit shit eating. Mm hmm. Uh, so uh, you see a long uh, corridor once again lined with bioluminescent. Uh, mushrooms, and so you can see clearly there. Uh, it's just this hallway into a, another chamber. Um, there appears to be something in there. Um, I guess you could roll perception, or you could just walk. Um, um, I take one of the mushrooms and put it on my head, and then I take a small one and put it on my hamster's head. I, I rolled a twenty in perception. Incredible. Uh, so. While Zana is decorating uh, yourself and your ham sect, uh, Vimble, you use your special <laughs> your special eyes uh, to look ahead. Check, I will say, with your 20. Not only are there no traps, but you get a good look at the next room, and it seems to be filled with dirt. Not in the way that the last chamber had a dirt floor, but, like, there are mounds of soil. There's dark, like, rich earth. There's, like, sand from a beach there appears to be like what is like poor quality farming soil. There's just like piles of it in, all over the place. Um, like someone, you know, backed up a bunch of dump trucks. You don't know what dump trucks are, <laughs> but this this chamber is very large. It, it is ca cavernous. Gross. But it, it, in a way that a traditional D&D <laughs> dungeon might be filled with like treasure and like coins, there's dirt. Um, do you guys want to do mushroom hats? Look, look at it. It's cute. I already have a leaf hat. Okay. I mean, Juniper does want a mushroom hat. Yeah, everyone get that mushroom hat. Oh, it's trending. Okay, yeah. No, Juniper is now wearing a mushroom as a hat. It's adorable. <laughs> oh, and it glows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. So you're all are putting on your little mushroom hats. I will say with a tw with a it wasn't a crit. 
your perception 20. No. Uh, it was like it was an 18 with plus Correct. Two. But I, I'll give you a little bit more, which is that there are footprints in the soil, which tell you that you were not the first people down here. Uh, so you can definitely see there's like someone – there's like a trail where people walked in in, you know, relatively recently. Uh, so that that is something to be aware of. It – you said that there are sort of mounds of soft dirt as opposed to like solidly built dirt walls that are much more compacted. Does is there any sense that this is like oh this is as far as the digging got like this is still being dug out room maybe? Uh no as you as you walk down the hallway with all your glowing mushroom hats and you into the into what I'll just call the dirt room. Um, the, the, the sense you get is not that these are being dug out. It's that they're being maybe stored here or they're like in the same way that the door lock was like sort of ceremonial, that these have some kind of maybe symbolic significance. Uh, there's just like every kind of dirt (laughs) that you can imagine. There's like really fine grain dirt. There's like really, uh, full of rocks, uh, dirt. Uh, there's, uh, roots hanging down through like the, the ceiling much, much thicker now. Uh, this seems to be some kind of, uh, chamber dedicated to earth in some way. And I mean, I, I don't, I could make you roll for this, but I'll say like, if you remember the pictures on the door, uh, you don't know that much about Sylvanas and Halas, but Gaia, uh, you know, primordial f- deity of Earth. Oh, so the like the next one's gonna be filled with like faunas, and then the other one's gonna be filled with elves. <laughs> uh, Dio starts digging in the dirt, scraping with the hands. All right. Uh, why don't you roll me a ooh uh, dexterity check? Great. Uh, and they're going. Uh, we can find out how far down it goes. Uh, 19. It was a crit, but it was minus one. Oh, I mean, a crit is a crit. So here, here's what happens. Uh, you, you all co- walk into this room. You see the footsteps in the dirt. You're checking out all the other dirt. Uh, and a notable thing is that if there are doors in this room, you can't see them just because of how much dirt is in here. Like, it go, it goes on for a while. There's <laughs> People say Americans can only uh, measure things in football fields. But I have to be honest with everyone <laughs> that I was thinking this is like the size of a football field with every kind of dirt in it. Of course you were. You're a nerd. You're, sorry, you're a joke. You're a joke. You're a sp- um but you start you start digging dio and something comes up through the dirt towards you uh as if to grab you i fucking knew it i fucking knew it you crit though so not only do you pull out of the way uh fast enough you like do almost like a backflip away and you catch your feet um flawlessly i'm gonna just have to start stating what sophie understands separately to what dio understands (laughs) because i knew there was something in the dirt Uh or dudes of some kind inside the dirt i fucking knew it Anyway, yeah, I dodge. Dirt dudes. I should have known. You dodge, uh, and because you crit, uh, I will let you uh, do something before we roll initiative. Because what came out, you catch a glimpse of some kind of cloak. There's like a purple cloak, and you see uh, uh, there's a hat of whatever this thing is wearing, uh, this person or thing. Uh, so it's, it seems humanoid. It's not like a mole <laughs> um, that, that attacked you. But um, whatever it is, it like, you know, sinks back into the dirt and is covered again. But it's still here, obviously. Uh, what do you do? Something that happens, Dio doesn't consciously do it, is that when they recoil suddenly... Uh, as this is happening, a, uh, a a purple light, the same color as their crystal, uh, like traces over their whole body. 
and that is uh, them experiencing protection from good and evil. Um, they don't know that. Uh, uh-huh. well, you know, dr- dramatic irony. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're basically something like a failsafe like kicked in for them and uh, a prote- like protection from good and evil just uh, activated. All right, yeah, we can read that to the audience. Until the spell ends, a willing creature you touch, yourself, is protected against certain types of creatures. And then there's a list of these creatures. Uh, creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target, you, and they can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. Uh, so that's that's really good. Let's roll initiative because uh, <gasps> whatever is in these, this dirt room does not seem friendly. A 12. <laughs> also 12. Because oh. I like to copy or... <laughs> <laughs> you're doing mirror rings so that you can then sort of lead me into actions because you know that's how you do yeah, yeah that's how you manipulate people yeah. I had to learn that because I'm just bad at socializing okay well whichever one of you wants to go first you can decide that amongst yourselves uh, Vimble you're up first you see something in a purple cloak and purple hat tried to grab Dio what do you do sorry where are we like in this like moment is it like is it still like there or did it like go back into the dirt now it's yeah. It appears to have been co- yeah. It's been covered by dirt again. It is lurking. Uh, I'm gonna use my t- turn to be a spotter, and I roll a seventeen. Perfect. Uh, so there is movement under the dirt, uh, and you say to everyone like over there, and you can throw a dart to mark where okay. you like it. It doesn't get enough pr- uh, penetration to do damage, but everyone uh, until the the things turn or. Everyone will be able to get something out of this. Honestly, you um, read my freaking mind. Yeah, I'm throwing a dart. <laughs> um, so what a surprise. It is now enemy's turn. Um, so the the dart hits an area that was moving, uh, and everyone like turns and looks at that. And then suddenly, uh, one of the big piles of dirt full of stones uh, behind you, Vimble, uh, mudslides down on top of you. Uh, strength saving throw, not to be buried. Oh no! Um, to clarify it, because I said I'd clarify it. I think Sophie knows what's going on right now. I got a four. Dio doesn't, <laughs> obviously, but I think Sophie knows what we're fighting. This is the eternal curse you will face when playing characters that don't know things about the world. <laughs> you will at some point just I, have to just be like... This is just my new policy. I'm just going to say, Sophie knows this, Dio doesn't know this. That's always going to be the way around it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be very strange if I was like, I don't know what it is, but Dio does. I mean... That's every time you roll a good history check, that's what happens. It's like, yeah. my character knows that. I don't, but my character knows. Um, I rolled a, a four uh, strength saving throw. All right, you fail. Uh, the entire uh, pile of dirt falls over on you. You take three as uh, you are buried and sharp rocks hit right. you. As uh, three quarters of my health. Yep, some level one ass <laughs> characters. Uh, <laughs> oh, Zana, it's your turn. You know where the thing that tried to grab Dio is, although you don't know how it made or if it made that mudslide happen. Interesting. I keep wanting to help other people, and then I'm like, no, your character is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This is a real role-playing challenge. Sophie has to not pretend to not to be a genius, and you have to pretend to be a piece of shit. Hey, thanks for saying I'm not a piece of shit. Thanks for saying I'm a genius. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you can do nice things. You just have to do them for selfish reasons. Like I'll be nice to you because then you'll be around to save my life later. That's a selfish motivation. You still get to do a nice thing. Well, my motivation for when I'm nice is that you all belong to me in my head. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect your property. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, so like oh well (laughs) i can be mean to you but if anyone else tried to gaslight you i would kill them only i can do that um well let me think um i use vicious mockery and i'm like oh it's so weird and gross that you're like crawling around (laughs) in the dirt like what are you even doing can you be normal for like one second and stand up (laughs) All right. Vicious Mockery, I believe, is a charisma save. Wisdom. Wisdom. Ooh, okay. That, uh, oh, it's really hoping it was charisma for statistical reasons. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, 15. Still a good roll. I mean, how smart can it be if it, uh, it like it lives in dirt? <laughs> you just joining in on the mockery. <laughs> That's what you hear, like, mum- like, coming from underneath the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things that live in dirt, I guess, are dumb. I'm just finding this out now, but it's true. All right, your vicious mockery uh, does not inflict any damage on the thing. Uh, What about emotional damage? We'll have an aftercare session after this combat, and we'll figure that out. Fab. Uh, It's important. So is it it Juniper's turn now? Yep. Um, So this thing's in the ground. Seems like a perfect time for Earth Tremor. Oh no! Do a nice little ten foot radius. Um... Laura, Laura, we're in the ground. We're in the ground. <laughs> I'm very in the ground and about to yeah, die. Yeah, but I'm suggesting the bit of ground below us as opposed to the bit of ground around us. Can I target just the bit of ground un- under? You know what, magic. Because I feel like it's gonna do them more damage than us if we shake the ground just like a little bit. If it does. If it does vimble any damage, he will die. <laughs> uh, nobody is currently in uh, melee combat, so you're actually fine. I'm going to do a dex save. Uh, 15 again. So even if I don't get to do the damage and knock them prone, I can at least make it more difficult for them to move about in the earth. Yeah, so what we'll say is that you uh, you know, collapse another pile down onto uh, the enemy, and they, they're not going to be able to escape from Vimble's marking of them uh, this round. So basically you extend what Vimble did, and uh, you're not going to lose the creature. Yeah, they can't get away from, from that position because the, the Earth's shifted weirdly a little bit. Uh, Dio, your turn. Um, Dio um, blasts him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dio's gonna blast into the ground where the thing went. Yeah. Eleven. Uh, yep, that actually does hit. Two damage, two whole entire <laughs> damages. <laughs> One right. and two, count them. So you glow purple. You hold your arm out, and uh, just a force wave shoots out into the ground, and uh, whatever is down there does does feel it, but not over much um at the end of the order uh red's going to fire into the ground uh 18 uh 11 damage (laughs) more than everyone else combined we're just doing some like clown ass shit and then red just like mercs them immediately uh yeah i mean you do get uh, this is the benefit you get for uh using your background feature on her is she's helping (laughs) so that that's the payoff for your character building ability um so she fires into the ground that sure is powerful it really would be stupid to fight her huh (laughs) (laughs) uh but at the end of the order uh something else happens legendary action um you need to make oh this is very interesting uh so 
here here's how this works um uh you're all standing around the this uh you know loose earth firing and uh you know beams and bolts and so forth at the ground where you think this thing is um and then from behind dio several uh tendrils come up out of the ground and start to wrap around you uh but then that shield that you cast the uh protection uh, spell protection from evil and good uh repels the tendrils these are like thin like slimy yellow tendrils that come up out of the the soil and try to get a hold on you and suddenly they they I know exactly what this is <laughs> they flinch Fuck yeah they flinch back and then suck back into the 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 loose dirt uh apparently trying to have done something to you that your your spell wards uh so very interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're operating on another level of character knowledge, and I love that for you. Uh, it's great. Uh, v- Vimble, you can uh, pull yourself out of the uh, the the mountain, the little avalanche here, the mini lanch, uh, with your move action, and just have a normal turn. What's up? I, I feel I feel like um uh, I feel like I, I'm probably best served by hiding right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Vimble, that's uh, so unlike you, and surprising, yeah. and shocking. <laughs> well, if you if you are in uh, concealment, that will give you advantage on your attacks, which will proc your stealth, uh, your sneak attack, which is literally the purpose of your character. So, yeah, yeah. I, n- not a terrible idea, although that can also be accomplished by someone else getting into melee with the enemy. So uh, if you want to use your turn to hide, the hide action is a legitimate, real 5th edition choice, so knock yourself out. But I mean, like... Well, also, um, uh, well, wait, is anyone in melee right now with, like, the enemy? Like, is Red or, like, um, uh, nope. Dio? Every, everyone, everyone did range spell casting. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'll definitely, um, I'll, I'll definitely get into stealth here, uh, or I'm gonna try to. 23. Uh, yeah, no, you got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole party besides you are spellcasters, although, um, bar, the bards can use their rapier, and there's a druid spell called Shillelagh, mm-hmm. which can, uh, turn you into a melee fighter, or you can use Wild Shape, theoretically, although, uh, you're not the, uh, Juniper is not the kind of druid that benefits from that, particularly. I, right, I don't right. think so. Or, yeah, not yet. You actually haven't chosen your druid kind. Anyway. Uh, so, Vimble, you, you hide on your turn. I mean, this is a pretty, uh, easy... Uh, solution you just dive into one of the piles of uh, sand here and you know these are just like dueling mole mounds pretty funny uh and now it is the enemy's turn uh red uh blasted it last turn so it's going to do what it tried to do to dio and yellow thin tendrils three of them uh rise up out of the soil and try to grab red who is going to try to make a uh saving throw here Oh, seven. Red fails that save bad. Uh, the yellow tendrils, uh, one one goes like in an ear hole, one grabs her wrist, and uh, one like, grabs her around the throat. Um, and it seems to uh, almost like take control of her in some way. Uh, if, you, if we get to the end of the order here, Red is going to start blasting the team as the tendrils puppeteer her. Zana, your turn. All right, so... So they have red. She's up in the air. All right. I use rapier. Like, I've never done a melee thing before, so here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I want you guys to imagine this is a bedazzled rapier. And um, right now it's matching my outfit, which 
I changed for underground. It's all blue. So the rapier's blue. It's bedazzled. Uh-huh. And I want you guys to imagine this with the energy of like Paris Hilton being like, oh my God, like, what is this? A rapier? I love it. And she just. <laughs> you got it off of ye old Etsy canonically. Yeah. Well, no, I got it. And then I got it bedazzled from like I sent it in to be bedazzled and they sent it back. So uh, proficiency plus dexterity bonus on a G20. Let's see if you hit. 12. Yeah, that actually does hit. Yay! Okay, like, I'm swiping away at the tendrils, making red fall down. D8 plus 3 for the damage. Um, a thing you noticed, uh, Dio, when the thing tried to grab you and it was just wearing this purple cloak and purple hat, it didn't seem to be particularly armored if these uh, hit rolls sound low. So I got hit 8. Wow, eight damage, almost as much as uh, Red's guns. You plunge the uh, the rapier. Now, are you, you say- No, I'm you're... not plunging. I'm delicately slashing. <laughs> delicately slashing? Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, you you cut a tendril or two and the, the thing, you know, the, the sliced tendrils pull back into the, the earth, but you do not regain control of Red because that's not how this ability works. Oh. Concentration checks. Should we just explain this to the audience, huh? We probably should. Why don't you go ahead, DM? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is great. So in in 5th edition, uh, the most powerful spells are concentration spells. Uh, They're ongoing effects. Uh, But to balance their power, uh, when you get hit, you can lose concentration and lose them. Uh, And so you have to roll uh, a, a, a save to try to maintain the... The, the DC, or difficulty class for the check, uh, is 10, or half the damage you take, whichever is higher. So I took 8, half of that would be 4, but 10 is higher. So I have to beat 10. Here we go. 12. Enemy saves, so they still have control of red. Okay, so is it, is it now Juniper's turn in that case? It is now Juniper's turn. I just, I'm glad we got that tutorial in there because famously Dice Funk, uh, we never forget concentration checks. We're very good at it. Never, 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 never. Right. That's awesome. So I'd really <laughs> like to not have red shooting at us. Uh, so Juniper's going to mm-hmm. try casting Entangle. So that's, uh, that is also a concentration spell. Um... Uh, a creature in the area when I cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw. I'm hoping for low strength. Eleven. Okay, uh, thirteen is my spell save DC. Uh, so the uh, the creature is restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Which, right now, the plan is restrain red so red cannot start firing at us. I will read restrained. A restrained creature becomes uh, a restrained creature's speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. So that's what you were aiming for. Also, the creature has disadvantage on dex saves. So, uh, and and basically every turn they can attempt to use their turn to do a strength roll to try and break free. All right, uh, Dio, you see Red get uh, entangled by all these vines. Juniper summons. Uh, what do you do? Um, uh, I mean, I don't want to seem one note by saying I blast, but... 
You're a warlock. It was, it's your patron-given right <laughs> to blast. Yeah. Look, certain classes like this, like uh, Ranger, you pick, you take them and you do so knowing you're just going to do the thing in combat. <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> yep. 17. Absolutely hits. Oh shit, that was the wrong thing. This mm-hmm. thing. 10 damage. All right. Uh, so you once again fire your Eldritch Blast into the spot in the soil where uh, Vimble threw a dart to Mark. But this time, there is an oomph, and the tendrils retract from Red. In fact, I like the the dynamic of this is like Red is tangled up in the vines as Juniper is summoning them. Uh, uh, Red, against her will, starts like turning towards Juniper with the, the duckfoot pistol like on her knuckles, like slowly turning it towards Juniper, gonna like shoot her in the face as the, the you know- You the, can't the, shoot the, me in the face, I'm cute. <laughs> as the, <laughs> she's struggling against the vines and it's just like the, you know, at any moment, maybe she'll get through the vines. Cause after your turn, Dio was red and it was gonna be like, does, does Dio blast Juniper in the face? <laughs> uh, but then you Eldritch point blank, uh, the enemy in the dirt and uh, all the tendrils retract uh, in pain um and the chamber goes silent as whatever it is uh stops trying to control red um and you have one combat whoa my blasting saved the day yeah i did i did good blasting yeah for the audience who can't see the order yeah that was the last chance uh, to win that fight before <laughs> before red started doing her thing so uh, there's a, a silence falls over the dirt chamber. Uh, do you all just stand silently and wait? Dio dives in and starts digging in the dirt. <laughs> dig, 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 dig. That's what they were doing in the first place. Uh, they carry on. Uh, Dark Justice is going to emerge from the dirt and go, Go on, Dio. You've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> I stand on uh, Dio's back and act as a manager to make sure Dio is being efficient. <laughs> also, does anyone have any healing? Uh, I am. I I'm I, very close to death. Um, I can do kill wounds. All right, so this is this is perfect. Juniper, you can heal Vimble in the background, uh, who was you know hit, hit by an avalanche of rock, rocky dirt, uh, while Zana in the foreground is standing on Dio as you dig. Uh, so that's that's a great image. I'm wearing heels, by the way. Uh, right. Naturally. Uh, you can roll um, 1d8 plus 3 and heal that amount. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be full no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, like, act like, um, like, but, like, I'm acting like the, like, the, like, rock uh, slide was, like, like, yeah, that, that, that I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that, like, I was the one to, like, take the brunt of that so that, like, everyone else is okay. Because <laughs> you're so strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Dio, you're digging down into this dirt, and you come across uh, a person who has been uh, shot with a gun and Eldritch blasted <laughs> twice, uh, and they are, are buried beneath you. Uh, I will put an image of them in the roll 20, and yes, you can yes. tell me what you see. My yes. baby! It's a guy, but not a guy. It's a guy who would <laughs> appear to be a guy, based uh-huh. on the clothes that have been assembled together, except that... From the sleeve of the clothes is goop, resembling a slime, a yellow-colored slime, like <gasps> honey that Winnie the Pooh would be interested in. And um, 
the the goop is stretching across to touch a little ham sect in the drawing. It's very adorable, actually. Um, <laughs> the fan artist did a really good job with these. Once again, really cool art. I feel like I'm there. For reference, all of these seasons of Dice Funk are standalone stories, but if you happened to listen to last <laughs> season, oh hey, you might be aware of some yellow slime that maybe maybe there's a connection going on. <laughs> this came out of my brain's birth canal. Actually, I know a good way to explain. It's like, you know how the invisible man might wear clothes and that's how you can tell where he is? It's like slime in the clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is a creature called a plasmoid, which is from uh, Spelljammer, a Dungeons & Dragons setting, but it is a slime person. Uh, all, we've been referring to the fact that there is a precedent for this, but they're, they're like a yellowy uh, slime made, made um it's called dog's vomit. Sorry, that is what literally the, the, the creature is called, a dog's vomit slime mold. Uh, but vaguely human-shaped. But as, we're, as we discussed, uh, they have kind of a, a VV from Final Fantasy IX thing going on where uh, their, their actual uh, you know, body is mostly shrouded in this, this, this outfit. So you only kind of get the impression of them. It seems as if, like, you know how, like... They're filling it. You know how slime would inhabit like dead bodies. It seems they're just inhabiting it, clothes instead. Uh huh. Like, hold like a water balloon, but their clothes are holding their body in. A sentient water balloon of goop. Yeah, yeah. Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw what uh, almost happened to Red there, so you know that they can uh, inhabit some people if they so choose. But uh, this this person, why are they choosing that? Well, that's let's. <laughs> hey, this is the part of D and D where we talk to characters. <laughs> what happened to my children? Why did they decide this? We had a whole character arc. They also chose to live down here and be poor, so uh, you know they they make oh a lot of God. bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. I'm learning a lot about choice today. <laughs> uh, so, Dio, that's what you find is this person uh, buried under the ground. They appear to be mostly made of yellow goop, but they are wearing uh, clothes, which give them a kind of humanoid outline. What do you do? Your clothes are fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to, I guess, I'd like to pick them up, but that's going to. Well, okay, Sophie knows it's going to pre present an issue, but, like... Are they going to spill out? Are you saying that they're unconscious, essentially? Like, we, we knocked them out with, uh, my, with my excellent blasting, with how good my blasting was? <laughs> so you did not reduce this character's HP to zero. You reduced it so far that I made a role-playing choice for them not to fight anymore. Uh, so no, they are not unconscious. They're oh, okay. just, uh, oh, okay. you know, I don't know how many times any of you have been punched in the face, but you can be conscious <laughs> and also not really yeah. fighting anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, in that case, I go, um, hi, I'm Dio. Hello. My name is Fortunato. Why is he sexy? <laughs> because some some moon stars had ASMR voice. Uh, yeah. They were the they were the ASMR ASMR. Yeah, but their name's like fortune, like a sexy name and everything, and they got a hat. Like yeah, that that they're they're in separate different person. Hello, Fortuno. I like your hat. It's it's nice to meet you. Um, I don't know why you tried to murder us, but hi. 
Yes. So uh, what you see emerging from the sleeve of this person's outfit is a, like a long, gooey hand, which kind of snakes around their he- head and then like tips that their fancy hat to you in like an unnecessarily uh, gross kind of gesture. The hat, though, I want to draw special attention to. It is a, a large brimmed hat, kind of like the one Zorro wears in Zorro films. Yo, why why is this slime sexy? <laughs> why has it got a sexy voice and like a name? Was and... slime not sexy last season? I feel like it's just carrying on the continuity. Slime is inherently sexy. <laughs> uh, Google tells me it's called a sombrero cordobes is the name of this kind of hat. Um, but it, it is a very interesting hat that draws your attention more uh, in a way that DMs sometimes do when things are important. <laughs> Um, and this character says, I was told to stay here and guard the chamber. What's in the chamber? Secrets. Can I get the vibe of the hat? Uh, yeah, the vibe. How, what is the vibe of the hat roll? <laughs> I'm deciding it's insight and I rolled 11. Yeah, I don't know if uh, eleven is above average, but this isn't an, uh, this isn't an average hat. This is a much nicer hat than average. So you just get that it's a a nice hat. <laughs> Fortunato says, "My hat was passed down to me by my family, who saved all creation, and then stole from a bastard shopkeeper." <laughs> Who who told you to kill kill anyone who came uh, trying try and attack anyone who came in here not knowing that we shouldn't be in here? What what's what's up? Um, at this point, you're having enough of a normal conversation uh, that Fortunato uh, like steps up out of the hole. It kind of flows. They don't their body doesn't move uh, like it has no bones. I so want to marry ba- him. I love him. <laughs> So I've it's created not... my own love. Is this uh-huh. Twilight? I don't. <laughs> so they're they're not bound by normal movements. So they kind of flow to their feet um, in a very fluid uh, manner, and um, they say, um, "The research team from the old world. They found secrets left by the old gods, dangerous ones, and tasked me with protecting them." from marauders and thieves and they look at you uh, all accusingly as if you are laura croft tomb raider motherfuckers what is a marauder (laughs) (laughs) for what it's worth we are here doing research we were sent by the university we're aware we're not the first group how long ago was there a previous group here were they recent or yeah uh so i think red mentioned to you all earlier that you were not the first research group um and you, you change inf- you exchange information here i don't want to uh belabor this exposition because we could go into it uh you you all know these other researchers yeah there's in fact one from each of the universities uh shard point goodfellas and calthinian um and like i won't give you their whole cvs now but i'll say that you you three each recognize the person from your own school and you're like yeah. oh fuck these folks um <laughs> we could talk about your relationships with them when they appear well i mean specifically the reason why i'm asking is like we we were told by red people go into this forest and don't come back 
generally, and we have also been told that the previous research teams got here and sort of haven't been seen. And I think what Juniper's trying to get at is, you know, it was this like, you know, 20 minutes ago they told you to guard the room, or was this, it was like a month ago and they might just be dead? Yeah, so uh, Fortunato tells you it was a couple of days ago. Uh, so this is like a situation where if you wanted to catch up, it would be like a fun chase season, you know, that kind of a an around the world in 80 days, a steel ball run. It's a mad, mad, mad world kind of situation, you know, like the premise of a, a fun action yeah. season. We, we, could, we, could, we could be chasing after them in their footsteps, you know, trying to be like, no, we're, we're going to do the research. Um. But yeah, do you, so you exchange that information. Do you want to impress upon Fortunato that you're not uh, tomb raiding motherfuckers? Or do you like, whatever, oh, we don't one, care. 100, 100%. Like, <laughs> Juniper's jumping to the point of like, oh, hey, university owner's child is here. Like, we, we, we're, we're, we're research types. Well, I mean, that does not at all preclude from being a tomb raider, but... No, but Juniper's <laughs> hoping that you won't bring that angle up. <laughs> I was the first person born in the new world. <gasps> nice. And I would die to protect it. Uh, well, yeah, I I get that. Can you can you be any more specific what's going on back there that's dangerous? Like what's going on? Cuz we're also here to research for the university and it would be helpful to know like is this we found uh infinite energy source but it's very hot don't go near it or is it like oh no there's a monster in there is gonna eat your face like what what, <laughs> what what variety of dangerous don't go in there are we dealing with uh fortunato points downward once again arm elongates you know 10 feet uh, uh, in one direction up uh curls around and then down to point below your feet uh and says the answers are in the earthen chamber below. I cannot stop you now. Can I, can I try and intimidate him into into telling us? Wait, I I got the persuasion and the I'm I'm the smooth talker. I'm just gonna try intimidating him. Oh my god! <laughs> I have a negative two in persuasion. I'm always or uh, intimidation. I'm only trying to fail that. I'm doing deception. I'm doing it. Tell us where they are, or tell us what's in there. Okay, uh, so <laughs> the fifteen, uh, Vimble. Uh, it's not that you're extremely intimidating, like you said, minus two, but you did just win a fight. There are five of you and one of them. Uh, you are extremely armed. Also, like I'm like just like wearing like a like every, like everyone else looks like a university student, and I'm just like in a cloak and cowl, uh, brandishing like uh, a bu- like a bunch of knives. Like I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying that makes me scary. I'm, make, I'm saying that makes me look insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fortunato is unarmed. You can see that they just have this like purple cloak and purple hat. They can, they are because they're made of goo. They can like seep through earth and like yeah, you know, use their tendrils to cause avalanches or like invade people, kind of take them over as you saw with Red. But otherwise unarmed. So when you you come on that strong, uh, they just say, the chamber below reveals the secrets of the gods and the discoveries to be made. They're priceless. Who 
discovers these secrets will control the new world. Awesome, let's go. With great power comes great opportunity to be a fancy academic who knows about stuff first. Or, or start like, um, uh, like, uh... Uh, World Bank type situation. Yeah, the IMF over here. Is gonna... Yeah. <laughs> cool. Love that. Let's go. I mean, that is the thing is that, you know, Juniper, the the secrets of the world are of genuine scholarly interest to you. The secrets of the new world can empower Vimble. Uh, Dio's just along for the ride. But Zana's motivations, still a mystery. And that's interesting to me. The power to help people. I just think that, like, we could, like, really help that town that we were in by, like, uh, you know, setting up, like, some sort of, like, structural adjustment policies. Mm-hmm. Zonda, do you say that out loud? Because I think, I, 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 I think uh, at this point nobody in the group really has a great handle on your motivations. Oh, yeah. It's the power to help people help themselves with my help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, Fortunato, I think that you should be my personal bodyguard because – you're supposed to be protecting uh, treasure or whatever, but obviously, like, we're moving on, and so you don't have any treasure to, like, continue to protect, but if you look at me and I stroke the mushroom on my head, thankfully I put that on. <laughs> I forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot God. about the fucking mushroom. I stroke it, you know, just being like, you know, I love mold. Um, and I'm like, you know, I think... I think you should come with us and protect me. I mean, us, but like me. So Juniper failed the persuasion check and Vimble succeeded on the intimidation check. So I think uh, Fortunato is not inclined to help or join Deception. you. Deception. I'm in. No, I did Deception. it. I already did oh it. My oh, my God. <laughs> I rolled 20, it. 21. 21. Um, that is really great, and I want to honor that role. How do how does this look? Because you just you roll deception specifically. The mushroom so, like kind of like messes them up, and they're like, maybe you know they're curious. They're like staring at the mushroom. You're like, my eyes are down here. Yeah, uh-huh. they just love my fashion sense. Yeah, and then they're like, okay. yeah, maybe she. You know, they've just lost the entire like purpose of their life for however long they've been here. All right, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions here, and I also don't think I'm wearing a mushroom. Your argument is invalid. Is really going to fly? <laughs> you asked me, so I just started coming up with ideas. I, I'm wearing like... a mushroom. You've been deceived and fooled and tricked. <laughs> this is not the top of my head at all. They don't know. It's like a subconscious thing. Like, you know, when women like wear a push-up bra, it's not like the whole deal, but... Oh my god. <laughs> it helps. It obviously does something. If I'm following everything you said, the dece- the specific deception was that you are a treasure that, that Fortunato should be guarding. Yes, that's the deception. Not that I'm a mushroom. <laughs> it's just the mushroom helps. Can I can I like assist at all and be like, yeah, like it's not, it, like it seems like you need like some structure and some guidance. This whole world is my life. Not just this chamber. Okay, but, like, I'm in the world, in this world, so come on, let's uh-huh. go. I mean, look, we're here to learn about this world, and, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but I I really want this world to stay how it, how it seems to be safe and good now. It seems like we have aligned goals, at least. 
Um, you ex- explained to Fortunato that uh, you have the best interests of the world at heart. Um, I do Red- think that, yeah. And Red's like, well, I, <laughs> I don't. Which, like, Red doesn't what? Doesn't have the best interests. They just tell the truth. Yeah, Red's like, I came along because I was, I was promised that this little man here would give me a position of power. We're we're all here under the capacity of the university, or to eventually be under the capacity of the university. I don't want to be under the capacity of the university. And its affiliated financial institutions. I I don't (laughs) want to be under that either. (laughs) And I just want the power to make people help themselves. Help them help themselves. Uh, Red uh, starts digging the soil out of the way from wherever this chamber everyone's talking about yeah well like maybe maybe if this guy like um like uh 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 start like you know helped us and like worked harder you wouldn't have to live in a place like this you know you know made better choices in his life um zana just slowly walks over because you're you're a gnome right Okay, so then she just puts your, her foot on your head and just pushes it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Dio digs as well. All right, so as Zana plants Vimble into the dirt, uh, <laughs> Red and Dio just uh, dig up the uh, door to the, the, the chamber at the bottom of this room, and it has the same locking ne- mechanism as the big door that brought you here, and you already know the combination. It's ceremonial, so you, you just put it, you just turn the murals until it clicks. I, 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 I did a strength saving throw. Is 11 enough to get out of the ground after being put in there, or no? <laughs> I'm standing on your hand <laughs> yeah. still. Oh, okay. So then I I would say almost definitely no, right? <laughs> but yeah, I would say we could either say no for comedy or Zana could contest that with her own strength. <laughs> I get um, advantage though, right? Because I'm the one standing. <laughs> That's between you and Sam. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to step on each other. <laughs> okay, strength ch- uh, te- uh, competition. You're probably going to win. Oh my God. I've- I have a negative, I have like very little strength. I have negative one strength. All right. Now, me too. So 12, you oh, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 12 yeah. beats 11. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So two... you're just like squirming and I'm just standing there with my foot on your head. I'm like, release me. <laughs> <laughs> the two negative one strength party members. <laughs> You two are having fun with whatever it is you're doing here. <laughs> we'll leave you to have your own little mini side podcast. When Dio is done putting the combination into the door at the bottom of the digging, uh, they come over and grab uh, Dark Justice by the head and just pull him out. Thank you, Dio. If you stand up to go help Vimble, uh, Red just slides down through the, the door and is gone. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, still holding still holding up Dio by the head. Uh sorry, still holding up uh Vimble by the head. Dio looks around and sees that Red's disappeared and says, "Oh no. 
Red's gone. And then walks into the doorway as well, still holding Dimble by the head. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, everybody Everybody goes. Um, I think even after a while, after a moment's hesitation, Fortunato goes as well. Uh, like, uh, he's standing there. He's like, should I? I already know. Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> and then, like, actually, like, almost turns into, like, a gooey snake to go down, you know? Just, like, lose, loses uh, individual limb us and just kind of slinks down like yeah like a slinky down into the the lower chamber so they're naked now no they're in the clothes they're they're being a slinky so the clothes just like bundle up in the slime yeah the, I, there's they're like the the slime mold is like sticky enough that it can like adhere nice. to their body nice <laughs> so yeah she gets down to the chamber with the rest of you uh and there's a couple steps behind but uh when when you ca- you're catching up to red and you see that this chamber is even wilder than the last uh it's overgrown uh there's like full-on plants down here um the the the, the ceiling of this place once again is made out of earth but it's like uh, just rot, uh, rife with all kinds of roots. Like uh, Juniper, you were like, "Oh, let's go underground to see some roots." This is the, this is your shit. Uh, you are you are in heaven here. Uh, but it's oh god, Ju- Juniper's already like taking notes, doing sketches. There's so many diagrams happening of roots. It's funny because if you weren't uh wanted for murder, uh, you probably like, oh, I have enough information here to go home and publish a book that would make me famous in my field. <laughs> like already, I have. I've accomplished great things, but uh, you know there is a smashed orc man who probably is going to make that difficult. So, oh, no. oh, I mean he's not, but yeah, <laughs> there's always people trying to stand in the way of progress, you know. Oh lord, <laughs> um, but uh, this 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 chamber has like full on grass. It is like carpeted. There's like a, a meadow Yo, almost, huh? There's gr- uh, no sorry. I was just being like, uh, as a joke, overly excited about grass. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> it, I think earlier someone already kind of called it. If like if the first chamber was Gaia, this is Sylvanus, uh, god of nature. Yeah, um, yeah. I said that it would be full of animals, then the other one would be full of elves. Uh, we, there are no animals. It's interesting. It's uh, Gaia, the protogenoi of Earth, Sylvanus, god of nature. But it, this is it was very like. Uh, soil based it's very much uh, ground and not so much animals uh because there are gods of animals who you assume have chambers full of animals somewhere but there's gonna be like piles of elves in the next one right (laughs) well here's the thing uh you you made a history and religion checks nobody really knows who or what halus is so feel free to speculate um but here's what's in this chamber that's very interesting is there's a huge tree in the center. Uh, when I say huge, it fits on in this this basement area. So it can't be that big, but it almost is like an optical illusion where like it seems to go up far lo- like far higher than it should be able to. It kind of makes you ill to look at it. Hmm. Can I can I use like my like perception to like not get ill while I look at it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you, ta- you take four damage, uh, and you fall to your knees. You look too. You look too directly at the tree. Do I die? You fall unconscious. Oh no! <laughs> 
Also, he doesn't fall to his knees because I'm holding his, holding him up by the head. <laughs> Vimble, do you just look at a tree so hard he died? Juniper can't do kill wounds again, but Juniper will go over and just like start slapping Vimble on the face to try and be like, "Hey, wake up, young conscious, young conscious fool." I'll give him a little shake. Yeah. Is Dio empty? Dio just like wiggles him by the head a little. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is very funny. Uh, there is a mechanic. You can just roll hit dice to get your health back. So you're you're fine. Okay. <laughs> Juniper is slapping you awake. Was it like made you think too much and that was too much for your brain? Like, what was that? <laughs> I, I feel like it's like it's, I, I'm just like a very like sickly like um, it's like very like classic like rich kid just like uh, sickly like Victorian obscure, child huh? like a sickly Victorian child yeah exactly um, and so um, um, I, I feel like just looking at something too big uh, like made him nauseous and that like threatened to kill him as, as soon as Vimble is conscious again Juniper is gonna walk over and go it's okay, it's okay. I I know how you feel. I got a little lightheaded the first time I saw a, a interconnected root system too. I know it's a little overwhelming and beautiful. <laughs> I go, uh, there's a root system too, and then almost puke. <laughs> <laughs> you say you puke? It's pretty funny because there's something in each of the three chambers, and I thought the combat in the first one would be the biggest threat, but it was definitely just looking at a tree that was much more dangerous. Look, um, trees, trees are fucking beautiful. <laughs> Juniper 100% genuinely believes that Vimble has seen a very beautiful root system and has been overcome with the beauty of nature. No, like it's like you know, like how like the like the idea of like like uh, the like sublime is like this like uh, like this like scary thing where it's like uh, like something that's too big for like the human mind to like comprehend or see all of that legitimately does like physically harms Bimble. The tree goes, "Be not afraid." <laughs> <laughs> it's. You know, you're not that far off. Uh, so, Vimble, you can roll hit dice uh, or die in your level one character's case to not die uh, in this episode. But while you're recovering, um, everyone else, you can look at the tree kind of indirectly. And it is it is truly massive in a way that sublime is is the only word that comes to mind. Um, but the the space, something something's wrong with it. The tree is too big for the space it's in. And it's really tripping you out. Um, and red like s- circles around and goes to look for another door. <laughs> Am I? Uh, is, is it only Vimble who's this affected by it? Uh, <laughs> Vimble was the only one who rolled to look directly at it. I assume the rest of you are like, <laughs> we should not do that. I mean, I mean, at this point, I feel like Juniper has to try and take in the majesty of the big tree. What do I roll to look at the big tree? <laughs> oh god, total party kill from looking at tree. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to the new season of Dice Book? They all died in episode four for looking at a tree. Austin, what do I roll to look at the big tree? Uh, can you roll nature for me? Yeah. <laughs> I still have, like, uh, again, Dio doesn't fully understand this, but I still have um, protection against good and evil going on. And I, just, I was just curious if this would fall under the categories there. Like, if this if the influence of this thing is kind of holy? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so 
Okay, so Juniper just rolled a 17 on nature. Yeah. Uh, so- I'm real good at looking at trees. <laughs> uh, so you look at this tree and you, uh, I think, for for you, this is like as close to a religious experience as you've ever had. Um, I don't know if your character is religious. I assume anyone who's not a cleric and paladin isn't, I, but look, it's not. Look, I, I, I think that um, Juniper would describe herself as spiritual. She went on a gap year. Uh, once, and she came back with some she, definitely, definitely not col- like stealing other cultures stuff and just sort of rattling it off interspersed as like this is sort of spiritual beliefs. Uh huh. But I was gonna say like if you were the person who f- for whom nature is like the highest calling, this may as well be Yahweh because what you're seeing is a vision of the Yggdrasil. Y- yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. For um. For Juniper, this is a religious fucking experience that is happening here in that case. Um, I know I rolled real high. I feel like I feel like Juniper's gonna have to regardless take a minute to take this in. This is This is nature as as creation, as the basis of existence. This is the world tree. Nature doesn't get much more than this. It doesn't, and it's not it's not the true Yggdrasil, obviously, because of just the scale of the thing. But it feels like, um, it, it, like you're in the presence of like a just a shard of it in some way, and uh, like you're you're trying to process this. And in the background, you hear a click as Red turns the murals on the door to the next chamber, and all of a sudden, the all of the light in this chamber disappears in an instant just snap you're all plunged into darkness uh, could, could you turn that back for just like a couple seconds i don't know if you've looked at this tree it's a real good tree don't do it it's a trap <laughs> i have a button i could learn so much from this thing red says I don't know how, partner. I didn't mean to. And then before she could finish the sentence, uh, a, a light begins to come up almost, like almost in a stage sense. Uh, the chamber starts filling with light again. And you see uh, where there once was this shard of the Yggdrasil. Uh, there, there, it's like literally just a, a tiny piece of bark on the ground in the grass. Like just a fleck from like the trunk of the true tree was here. And that's what your mind was attempting to comprehend when you took in the full majesty of this thing. And it bent Vimble's mind around (laughs) in and on itself and nearly killed him. Can, can I, can I take the piece of tree? Yeah. Uh, Juniper with the fucking most audacious badass move of the season <laughs> uh, kneels down and picks up the shard of the Yggdrasil. I, I mean, and- look, Juniper's not going to turn down a piece of the, the world tree if it's right here. This is, this is the, this is, I found a piece, this, this is like, oh, I've stumbled upon a piece of the, of, of the, the Jesus crucifixion cross. I'm taking this with me and I'm going to hold it and have a spiritual experience go on for a minute. <laughs> I mean, I mean, damn, Laura, this is the second full court swish, three point, nothing but net. <laughs> damn. Really got my number this app. Um, oh. You pick up the shard. Yeah. I'm having, I'm having a good day today. <laughs> <laughs>
You pick up the shard and the lights come up fully in this chamber as something is projected here. It's like a magical or maybe even technological projection, although none of you being people born into a post-apocalypse really understand like what projection or, you know, simulation or, you know, light shows would be. Uh, to you, it's all magic. I feel like Zana would understand projection. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, so you see the primordial uh, soil. You see Gaia, just this monster. Uh, monster is like maybe in hindsight. At the time, she is like all that exists. And from that grows the Yggdrasil, this this tree that holds all creation in its branches. And it, like you're all seeing this unfold before you. And none of you have ever seen a film. <laughs> you're like medieval peasants. So it's just like, oh, this is like what it's like to like stare into the the well of creation and see the big bang and I'm, my mind is my mind is being melted uh, as the Yggdrasil like blooms out of the soil and uh, there is a, a realm a plane in each branch of existence um, and you see on each of these planes there are these little figures these gods you see you know uh, the du <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons has all of the historical pantheons if you open up the player handbook it has you know zeus and ra and uh Kukulain. it has all of the mythologies from our world and also has its own mythology you know groomsh god of orcs and lolf lolf god of spiders garl glitter gold god of gnomes all of those and there's all these gods the second generation of gods after the primordial uh protogenoi of like gaia and nyx chronos uh, and so that's the first generation of gods and then the second. And then you see uh, the tree getting sick and wilting and the, pl the planes collapsing um, and the gods dying. And then there's a third generation of gods who are just people, just regular elves and dwarves and humans and gnomes. Um, I don't know if any of you, you all roll very poorly on this, so you don't really fully grasp this third generation of gods in character. Uh, but you see as the Yggdrasil gets sick and withers, all its branches uh, are collapsing, and in the rotten trunk, uh, this third generation of gods save what they can from the branches and store it in the trunk, fill, like filling up the dead stump with the, you know, what can be saved. This is the old world where all of you, you know, came from. This is like what you've known. And then you see all of this third generation of gods gather around on like the lip of the rotten trunk, you know, on the top of it. And uh, th this is, this is the secrets that are down in here as you see each of these third generation of gods, uh, dozens of them, god of animals, god of earth, god of light, god of birds, each one ex explodes into like glowing particles which settle over the top of the trunk, sealing it off with a flat surface. So our flat earth exists on top of a tree stump. Absolutely. Arabella is the stopper on top the flat earth on top of the old world, which is sealed in the trunk of the Yggdrasil. But as you see each of the, the third generation of gods like explode into light, then their body to like just uh, erupt into particles and then settle down on the trunk. You see each of the 
little realms, little areas in the new world. They're not like uniform, like a chessboard. There's like little splotches here, circles there, squares here, uh, strange peninsulas there, but each one made apparently from the last generation of gods. It's not just that the gods created the new world. They are the new world. Oh. Are they still conscious? Can we drink their blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe Mari just said that. Fuck. Can we? Fuck. That's the what I've been thinking this entire time. What can I try and uh, can we drink I, their blood? I mean I mean that's Is that the you... next episode? God damn it, Mari. Fuck. The 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 door uh, lock clicks, uh, or actually it already clicked. The door lock that red opens, the door swings open into the last chamber. Uh, and you see, uh, I bet the, uh, ab- above the door there is uh, a la- another sign in, uh, in Primordial. And Dio, you can read the word. I don't know if you say it to anyone else. And it says, Reliquary. Ah. Uh, Zana walks right in. Is there any shining liquids in there? Uh, as you walk in, uh, Fortunato grabs your arm and 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 says, "I wouldn't go in there." The the researchers who were here before, they said there was a warning that if you went in, you would be changed forever. I'm going in. Goodbye. Yeah, Zana uh, so pulls away from Fortunato and goes into the reliquary chamber. The rest of you turn back as this light show finishes, as you see the creation of the world from the Protogenoi to the first, uh, the second generation of gods and the third generation of gods. There is a fourth. If any of you had chosen to play paladin or cleric, we could talk about that, but none of you have, so it's not really uh, you know, worth time thinking about necessarily because it's not going to come up. I mean, I'm a warlock. I have, some, I have a patron of some kind. I just have no, I have no idea what it is. That's that is true, um, but I will say that information is out there. Just none of you know it in character, and also the people who made this chamber wouldn't know because you've just watched them all explode and die. <laughs> uh, so, like, they wouldn't know what comes at they wouldn't know what comes after them. Uh, but at this light show, all of the third generation of gods explode into particles. They create Arabella on the ruins of the old world. But this the the last thing you see as Zana's like already walking away is one final god, one person, turns and walks off the edge of the trunk. Not falling, just walks as if on a flat surface off into the ether somehow, leaving a section of the new world blank. Hmm. What do they look like? Uh, They are just like a holographic light image of a humanoid shape. Hmm. So you, you do not know, uh, but uh, you get the sense that like, oh, there there is like one of these gods left maybe, or there is at least something worth exploring. Like you see like the edge of them. Like, this isn't a great map. It's not like, oh, I can just, you know, scribble down what this uh, light show shows me and I have a new map of Arabella. It's all very abstract. It's like a bunch of like, you know, like an electoral map where it's just big splotches of color. <laughs> but you're like, oh, there, if, I, if we go in that direction, there is a discovery there that art will if discovering it will allow our names to echo through history huh you assume the 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 research team the three scholars who came here before you saw that and were like well we need to go find that last god we need to go see that that part of arabella that they didn't f- complete oh my god 
and then they saw this chamber, which is like, enter and you will change forever. And they're like, fuck that. <laughs> like, let's go all become rich and famous and discover this and not be changed forever. <laughs> um, Zana, do you want to do this? You, this is cool. I just want Austin Yorsky is saying to Mari, you are making a decision and it's cool. I, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You're pushing the big red button. Oh, I I really feel like you're about to fuck me over, but I kind of just want to be in there. I just want to... Is there a pool in there? Because if so, I'm already in a legally blonde pink bikini with like, a beach ball just laying around in it. Uh-huh. Like soaking... Laying in there with with my my little hamster, my hamsect. So you go into the last chamber, reliquary. I don't know if Zana, that word holds any meaning for you. I guess you couldn't read the sign anyway. Uh, and red comes after you like, oh no, I want the thing. And so it's like you, t- you two entering this chamber and it is a simple stone chamber. I think there's probably like dirt on the floor, but it's, it's a relatively small chamber unlike the last couple. And there appears to be a, a stone coffin. And that is pretty much it. There, it's just a, a coffin in the center of the room. That's a big heavy lid, but there is then an inscription on it that says, the one who opens this sarcophagus will be changed forever. Does anybody want to be changed forever in any way? <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, <clears throat> like I am fascinated to find out what's in there, but also I don't want to hog all of the life-changing moments and I'm pretty sure I have a piece of the world tree here. So I feel like I've done my having a life-changing moment for the day. I probably shouldn't hog all of them. That seems like a bad plan. I hope all, all of our bodies are going to like morph into one. Wait, no, I just only just got this body. I don't want that. <laughs> the rest of the season is just the end of Inside. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, yeah, put 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 yourself the person out, out, outside. Do you think your character... Cause oh, she it, would just grab yeah, it. Because this is the thing. Is, <laughs> well, then yeah, go ahead. Because when okay. you said a second ago, like, I walk it, my character walks in and goes for it, that seemed like, yeah, that's what your yeah, character yeah, would do. Yeah. Do I just didn't realize, like, you know, metagame-wise, I'd be taking from other Look, people, that's me- all. metagame-wise, don't worry about that. If it, if, if it seems in character and you feel confidently that's what your character would do, it's better for the narrative to confidently state that that's what your character would do than to worry about too much metagamey stuff. Okay, so Zana just slaps it open, grabs whatever's inside. I'm assuming it's a drink. And drinks it. <laughs> oh god, I know what this is gonna be. I think maybe. Do you? That would be incredible. I have, look, um, I, for some reason, look, you've mentioned a reliquary, and my my my, I, the mental image I have is you're gonna open a sarcophagus and drink from the fucking holy grail is where my mind's at now. Uh, so yeah, what's so the word reliquary obviously just means something that holds a relic. Yeah. Do we know what the word relic means? Because it's often used interchangeably with like artifact to mean like an old thing. That's not the strictly religious significance of it's, the word relic. Is, isn't it? Isn't it usually like physically like the remains of saints and stuff? It's like like it. A relic would be like you dug up something from like Paul, Paul from the the Gospel of, or like something of reli- like a religious artifact that's mentioned. Okay, what's in the box? So as soon as it's open, a crack enough to see, 
uh, something sh- lashes out at you from inside and like strikes you, Zana, uh, in the f- like face, <gasps> and you stumble back, and everyone sees what appears to be the circulatory system of a humanoid body. Is that on my face or? It is. So veins and arteries. Uh, you said you were like, I want to drink of the blood. Uh, you get more than you bargained for because the remains of the god of nature, the third generation god, Hallis, uh, their earthly remains. I grabbed the heart. You grabbed the heart? I grabbed the heart and bite into it. <laughs> and my mouth opens up a little too far, like farther than you think should be. And then my teeth are just a little bit too sharp. And it's up to you guys to see if you want to notice that or not. But that's okay. It's a little bit too. My mouth opens just a little bit too far. And my teeth are just a little bit too sharp. And then I bite into it. And I start sucking the blood out of the circulatory system. I was going to say you grab the heart and the heart grabs you back. Because if oh, you start. Oh, it's like a loving. Okay, it's lovingly giving me the blood as I suck it out. It. You start biting into the heart and all this system of veins. This was Hallis, who was an elf man in life, but was also a third generation god. Their circulatory So he's into it. Their circulatory system begins merging with you. The veins and the arteries plunge into your body as your teeth plunge into the heart. And everyone watches in presumably horror as Zana becomes one with it. It essentially sinks in through your skin not leaving a mark or wound and maybe you're covered in blood when it's over. Yeah. Like down my chin, but in like a hot way. Dio isn't horrified. They're really just observing. Uh, but otherwise there is no indication that anything bad happened to you. Uh, Zana, you gained two levels. (laughs) 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 I saw a spark against the dark. And we erupt, but it's a slow burn We take our chance and start to dance Can see enough to know to turn around The sound of a bonfire carries over fences Titillates our senses, but we don't need the heat A chill wind is pushing you into me And it's looking like we might be burning Might be burning, might be burning down but we're a bonfire, we keep putting in, we keep putting in. Oh, we're a bonfire, I keep putting in, you keep putting in. I take your hand, but you demand a different love, a different touch. So off we go to burn below. The candle wasn't quite enough.